Welcome to Paradoxically Speaking. If you're hearing this, you're not currently on one of our subscriber feeds and will only be hearing a portion of the conversation. For full episodes, consider subscribing to the Strong Stoic Newsletter or Perennial Meditations on Substack. You'll find links in the show notes. In rural Newfoundland, 1917, and before that, and after that, sealing was a very common occupation. And what sealing was, something that's frowned upon today, but basically what it is, is you go hunting for seals. And it's a, it's, a, it's kind of a brutal profession, but, you know, you're, you're talking a, a rural island uh, off the coast of, of Canada. Uh, that's kind of what people had to do to survive at the time. So no, no moral judgment there. But what's really crazy about it is they used to go out on the ice. So the ice would come in in the wintertime, it would freeze over. The seals would go up on the ice to, uh, you know, to not be in the freezing cold water. And the people would actually walk on the ice, island to island, and, uh, and, and basically hunt these seals. And so this one particular instance in 1917, there were uh, three, I think it was three men that were out on the ice. And the ice rolled out. So it, it left the harbor, leaving them stranded on this little island. And that happened pretty often. It happens pretty often in the Atlantic Ocean because weather changes so so frequently. And it, it's quite, it's quite a unforgiving, unforgiving uh, occupation, anything on the water in, in Eastern Canada. It's, uh, it's cold and <laughs> it's just, it's terrible all the way around. But what's very interesting about this is um, they found this gaff and a gaff is a it's like a, a a wood stick with a hook on it for those who don't know it's a ceiling gaff and written on the gaff carved into it was down perish and what the gentleman was trying to write what what, what was found what it was found to be and found to mean was something like laying down to perish so it's really this was a few days after that incident, but it's it's really difficult for those who who may not be familiar with like a what, what a fishing village is like. But when fishermen go out to sea, you don't know if they're coming back. You never really know, and when you're leaving, you don't know if you're the one that's going to come back. And people get caught in storms all the time. In this instance, ice floats away and leaves you stranded on an island. Very very terrifying in, in freezing cold weather. And for the people that are at home, your family, they have no idea of knowing if you're ever going to come back again. It, it's like no idea because there's there's no communication. They could have been stranded on, on an island. They could have got caught in a storm. They could be running late in their trip. You have no idea. So what would happen is a lot of the, the, the widows would walk the coast, walk the shore nonstop, just looking out to sea, hoping to, to see their loved one come back, which is a very sad thing. And of course, it would be the talk of the town, you know, whether or not it was, it was, the person was going to come back. 
So these three gentlemen, they, they perished. They died on this island. They froze to death. And in their last moments, one of the, one of the men there, he took his gaff and he carved into it down perish. And he sent that off into the water and eventually made its way to the community. And basically what that was is a message to his family saying, I'm, I'm giving up. Like, I'm going to die here. I'm going to freeze to death. And I don't want you to wander the shore for years thinking that I could potentially still be alive. This is it. I'm lying down. I'm perishing. And so I thought that might be a great story to kick off this episode on courage, because if I think, if I were to think about who I want to be on my deathbed, it would probably be a person who, even in their last moments, is thinking about someone else. How can I do something for someone else? How can I, how can I ignore the fear of, of dying right now and do something that's going to leave the people that I love in a better position? And so I thought it might be a good story to kick off this on courage. What I know that Josh, that's the first time you've heard that story, but what's your initial impressions on that? Yeah, it's a sad one. Thinking of, um, you know, the people receiving, receiving that message. It's such a crazy, interesting thing, like the impermanent, you know, nature of things. The fact that we don't last and we pass at different times and all sorts of different things. Uh, I mean, definitely you think about like that situation in the way of a, a spouse or a family member. Um, you know, you think in the many, many wars throughout history, um, whether it be parents thinking about uh, one of their children you know, off in war and, and like these uh, situations of uncertainty where you just don't know like how this person that you care so deeply about is doing. You don't know whether they're alive or dead. Um, but at the same time, you, I think we all hope that they, that they have like the courage to, to live and like to the best of their ability in whatever circumstances it may be, you know, <clears throat> it's a fascinating thing like this, um, like human experience and in the way of, uh, you think about cardinal virtues and stuff like that. Oftentimes people, uh, call courage the most important or a foundational type of thing. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. I'm curious, like from a paradoxical nature, you know, like what comes to mind around courage? Like, well, like what do we, what do we miss? Like, do we know what courage is really? Yeah, courage is, to me, it's, it gives me the obvious image of someone running into battle, you know, as, as I'm sure it does for a lot of people, but I think it's a lot more complicated than that. And I guess what I would say in terms of the paradox, there's actually a song written about that story called Laying Down to Perish by Alan Doyle. 
really mm. fantastic song if anyone wants to listen to it. But but in that song, he mentions this paradox right at the start, which is living isn't easy and dying isn't hard. And it, it really resonated with me, the quote from Seneca, sometimes it's an act of courage just to live. And so I would say you could also say that living is easy and dying is hard, right? You could you could really phrase that both ways. So I think it is a bit of a paradox in the sense that, you know, this this guy, for him, it is an act of courage at this moment to surrender to the impending doom, which which is going to happen. Like you can't, there's certain weather conditions that you just can't survive. And so I wouldn't say necessarily that he was a coward for sort of falling into uh, or letting death kind of envelope him. But <clears throat> but it, it is an, an act of courage to live. And it is also an act of courage when your time is up to to die. Uh, so it, it is a bit of a, it's a paradox, not in the sense that it's necessarily contradictory because those are two different acts and they all depend on the context of the situation. But, you know, it, many people wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily think that living in and of itself isn't easy. I know we say life is suffering, life is hard, yada, yada, yada. But if you were to say life or death, most people would say, no, I'd much rather live than die. Yet both, somewhat paradoxically so, can instill fear and, and in the face of that also produce courage. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. Sometimes I think about, um, obviously, like the famous story of Socrates and the hemlock. And in the way of, um, like, the courage part is like him sticking to his principles and, you know, basically accepting his fate or whatever. You know, he didn't necessarily like weasel his way out of it or, you know, say things that he didn't feel were true to avoid this particular path. Um, which there's many people I think that have done things like this throughout history. It's just how many do you know? You know what I mean? How many of these stories get, get retold and things like that. But like, sometimes I think even in like to die like Socrates is also to live like Socrates. It's the same thing in the way of being true to what you believe in. It's like that saying it's the same thing like to live like him or, you know, other people that have followed this, uh, a similar path. You have to be willing, like, what are you willing to die for? Which you don't really hear a lot of people talking about. Um, but, but even in a recent book, um, that's come out. He's been on a, a number of podcasts um, recently. I, w- I want to say, um, let me pull it up just so I, I don't uh, butcher it. But um, it was it was actually a book written with um, uh, Oprah Winfrey, Arthur C. Brooks, 
build the life you want. But it, it's interesting. Like that's one of the the questions towards the end of the book. It's like, what are you willing to die for? I don't contemplate that question much, you know. But it, and it, you don't hear it much. But it, it seems like an important thing. Like there has to be some sort of clarity, and maybe just at a basic level, maybe you don't have to go that far with it. But just in the way of like the virtue of courage. It seems like you have to know like what actually matters to a certain extent. You know, it has to be something worth doing. Like, are you willing to put your self in harm's way to save another? You know, are you willing to risk your reputation to do something hard, you know, and, and so on? Yeah, I would, I would disagree with you a little bit that you're not sure what you'd be willing to die for uh, personally because I know I know if someone broke into your house right now and your children were around you would not hesitate at all to to engage in conflict and and part of that is with the maybe subconscious knowledge that that there is a, an extreme risk there but yeah and, and but I I do get your point that it's something that we we're afraid to contemplate uh, I ended up one of my solo episodes once with if you something like if you don't know what you're willing to die for, you may end up with a life that is worse than death. And you you could also say, or you could also ask yourself, what what could you not live with yourself having done? Right. So, someone comes to attack someone you love, and you don't do anything. Could you really live with yourself on that? And it's kind of the same question as what are you willing to die for? It's like, I'm willing to die to protect those that I care about. Great. If you fail to do that. So if, if you specify that as that's something I'm willing to die for. And if you're ever confronted with that circumstance, you better be very damn well clear that that's actually what you believe in and not something that you're just saying to make your ego feel better. Right. Because once you say that, you say, listen, someone broke into this house. I would I would defend to the death my family. You better be very clear that if that happens, you really believe that and you're really going to do that because having said that and having convinced yourself that you believe in that, while you actually don't, if that were to happen and then something something terrible happens, man, that's a, that's a burden to live with. And, and I think that's really the price of cowardice, right? Courage is, is, a, is a thing to aspire to, but cowardice is a thing to 100% avoid, even though it, it may actually mean that you perish. Yeah, I do think it's so um, complicated in a, in a way. I don't necessarily um, get uncomfortable contemplating that question myself, but in the way of putting it out, say in a you know on the newsletter or things like that, I, I'm not quite as comfortable. Um, in the same way as like, is life worth living? I, I you know, I get uncomfortable with a question like that. I, I, I don't necessarily think that the masses should. Like, how wise is it to sit and like contemplate like, is life worth living? You know, the thing of like, I, I think we've chatted about it before, but like Camus and suicide and things like that, because it's you know, we're not always in the greatest state of mind, like as human beings, like I've known many people 
throughout my time in the military that have just wonderful, bright people that for whatever reason decided to take their own life. Um, and you know, we're just not always in the right state of mind. And some of these things can, uh, gnaw at us. Like if you, if you will, um, I'm, I'm more comfortable with the, you know, what are you willing to die for? But in the way of complicated. So it's like, I'm willing to die for my country. Say someone could say like my faith, you know, all, all sorts of stuff. But then like things are not always like as clear cut, like as the Socrates example or as a, you know, a, a, like a Christian martyr (laughs) that is essentially like, you know, locked up in a cell and basically like given the choice, it's not necessarily like that binary of like, Hey, say this or your life is going to be over. You make the decision. It's so, um, it's just much messier and you never know, like you get into these situations and you put yourself um, like the example you talked about of, you know, someone coming into your particular um, area of domain, coming into your house, you know, looking to do harm. But sometimes you're out and about and you see situations and you don't really know what's going on and it's unpredictable and you don't know how it's going to unfold and you don't know if someone has a gun or doesn't have a gun. And um, so just like the level of uncertainty sometimes of, you know, I'm willing to die for my fellow human beings. Like, yes, we want to say that, but then there's also like, we're conflicted because obviously I want to be here for my spouse and I want to raise my kids. Like that's really important to me. So it's, you're constantly you know, pulled in these different, um, you know, different directions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's very hard. And that's why a lot of, a lot of people die cowardly. That's why it's one of the, the four virtues that we have to aspire to. And I just, an interesting thought came to me when you were talking about that is imagine, imagine Seneca who also took the hemlock or Socrates. Imagine one of those individuals not dying in the right manner like imagine that imagine if if instead of dying nobly imagine that they ended up cowardice imagine seneca and and uh, who was sentenced to death by the emperor nero imagine he instead tried to escape the palace and then they ended up capturing him and hanging him or something like that so you have these philosophers who their whole life have been beating on this idea of of virtue, of, of wisdom, of courage. And then at the last minute, they're just like, you know what? That was all fluff. I'm just a coward. At the end of the day, I'm just a coward. Like, imagine how differently we would be thinking of them right now. And th- there seems to be this idea of courage in a situation like that where it's no longer about you. It's like my, I am willing to perish to put forward in the world the idea that there's someone out there that can die nobly. The the example, the the story at the beginning. He so the guy that carved in the in the gaff there, uh you know, I'm 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 laying down to perish. He had two choices there. 
he could leave his wife as a widow, unsure, living in uncertainty, not sure if she's ever going to see the husband again. Or he can... Courageous act, which is...